just I just I just speak my peace keep my peace What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. <laughs> like we always do about this time, I hope this episode reaches you all in good health, good wealth, and that you are taking care of yourself and your loved ones because we know just how important that is today. We're here to close out a trifecta, y'all. 3P. Um, started off with episode 139. That led into the last episode, and I keep on ending these episodes. Not on the cliffhangers, but something that can lead to another episode because I want to make sure that my thoughts are conveyed clearly and not, you know, jumbled up into one big thing. So I had to break this down into three. So last episode, I closed out by speaking about um, co-parenting being a trap. I'm going to get into more about what I mean by that trap here in this in this episode but this is from more of the from both sides. Um, I know I said episode one thirty nine. That fellow is going to be mad at. They probably was mad at episode one forty two. Um, just because of the perspective of I, I was been just just keeping it real about the, the the male perspective and that I've seen and people I've dealt with, and also just my personal experience throughout certain things um, in dealing with women. And so this one, I'm gonna try to be more middle. I'm gonna play the middle ground on this one. I think that. With me and my thoughts, I guess I got to even let me go back into how I ended the last episode. Speaking about just people actually not being ready, uh, speaking about the maturity and, and the difference between the two genders, male and female. Like I said, women mature faster than men. And so when you have that in instances to where somebody is not actually mature and actually are not ready to become parents, actually not ready to start a family. You have an environment to where somebody's just going and, and doing these actions, like I said, with reckless abandonment and creative families with people they have no desire of being w- with for the rest of their life. But also they're not able or not ready in a position to actually be an active parent on both sides. It happens with male and females. That's why we have these things called bitter baby mamas and bitter, bitter baby daddies. Um, in a lot of cases, not all cases, you know, people procreate they have children they bring children to this world they may be you know dynamic shifts after the children come and they separate and they separate one person moves on other person is trying to prohibit the person from moving on and so it creates this environment to where someone is bitter because they feel like somebody is doing better than their life but before i even jump into that i got to go back and say this maturity thing a lot of times what i was speaking about men not being ready is that you know we're just out here doing what we're doing with reckless abandonment not really thinking about the future while a lot of times not all cases women are in these positions and they're like this is the person i want to be with for the rest of my life this is the person i want to start a family with and so they're not moving with reckless abandonment but they are understanding the the consequences of of not protecting yourself in these uh instances of intercourse and they are thinking of the future why in some cases us men we aren't thinking of that and so you have this and sometimes it's flipped too. sometimes this man is like, this is the woman I want to be with. And there may be a woman who is just not done and dating, not done being with other people. And so when in both situations, if you flip and flop them, where you have that two people who are not coming to uh, um, people, two people don't have a, a common goal of starting a family and being together for the rest of their life. It creates a, a toxic environment for the child they bring in. 
because now you have a child that you both have to take care of. Now you have a child that you both are committed to for the rest of your life. And you both don't have the same goal in terms of taking care of this child. And so when you don't have the same goals of taking care of this child, there creates a divide in between the two of you and the innocent bystander between y'all are it's the children. And so when you have these environments to where you have the innocent bystander, you have two sides to where they don't want to interact or, or commit to each other. It creates that environment of, okay, we have to separate. Okay. We're separating. I don't want you to go with somebody else. I don't want you to have a kids with somebody else. I don't want you to move on. And so now I'm going to be bitter. And again, that's both sides. I'm not pretending that towards one side, but this thing happens. It happens too often. I should say going back into me with personal experience this past summer, I've been close to two situations. So where I've seen this play out and there was men on the other side, I've seen it play out to where you have two women that I know personally have children. Um, they have children with men who, you know, they think that they're going to be with for the rest of their life. Men, they believe who are committed to them. And then surely after they have the children, even sometimes, sometimes it's before and just not known. But in these cases that I've seen, the two women that I, that I know, you know, shortly after they have the children, the man begins to regress from that relationship. He begins to pull himself away from that woman. He begins to not tend or need to that child. And so we have situations like that. What a lot of time I see with men is they expect women to just stick through all that, stick through me not wanting to deal with you, me out here dating and, and being with other women because you have my child, you're going to stick around for for ever. And so because I know that I have you, this is going back to that word, the trap, the co-parenting trap, because I know that I have you forever and I know that you're going to endure whatever I give you. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And again, this happens on both sides. But from my experience and the people that I was dealing with, um, it was it was men who had this mentality and who believed this. The worst threat to men is women coming to their own. Um, what I mean by coming into their own is their mind state shifts. They hold on so long to relationships. They hold on so long to the bond and want to create a family with someone until the point that they can't endure it no more. I don't know. A lot of time it's a traumatic experience. Sometimes it's just a, they just, sometimes it's just, they have a wake up call. Uh, it don't have to be a traumatic. And one morning they wake up and realize this is not the person I want to be with. This is not the person who I want to be in a house with. Um, if they're cohabitating and the worst threat to these men in this situation is that these, <laughs> these women, coming to their own mind and realizing that I don't have to take this anymore. And the minute that that happened, these men flip out. They then become controlling. They become possessive. They become more worried of the person that were enduring all the BS that they were putting on them rather than the child. Because at that point, when a, when a woman is saying that they're going to separate from somebody and they're going to move away from somebody, they've endured a lot and they've taken a lot to realize that okay that was the last straw and that's it like i'm not doing that anymore i have zero tolerance for that and so the minute that you remove yourself from that situation a man's ego was threatened because he once thought that he had you at his fingertips he thought he had the world in his palm and now you're removing it and so now things are shifting so now 
you create these, you know, we have the bitter baby mamas and daddies, but we also have these fake crazy baby daddies, which I've seen in these situations to where they want to be controlling. They want to have every ounce of control over your life as they can. If you have a child with this person, you know, once they're removed from the situation, they're going to do whatever they can to make your life a living hell. Whether that mean blowing your phone up, whatever they can, um, framing it as they want to speak to a child, but actually they just want to make sure they keep it up with you, making sure that there isn't another person that came into the picture to replace them. Whether that means, you know, framing things another way so that, you know, they want to see the child, but actually want to see you again to keep up with you, to keep control of you. In a lot of these situations, these men did not actually care for the child as much as they care for keeping up with the woman that moved away from them. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, even in these situations to where, you know, that they, they separate and, and the parent moved on, men will go to extreme to have control over women, um, especially these fake crazy baby daddies is, you know, especially when a threat does come, when that person, that potential stepfather or stepmother, whatever the case it may be, comes into that child's life, they then begin to care about the child. Um, the focus is shifted, is less on the actual um, ex-partner, um, but it's still on the ex-partner, but it's now, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can and make sure that this child, not that I actually want to take care of this child, but I just want you to know that it can't nobody replace me. We as men, we deal with, and I'm grateful that I don't have any kids. I'm grateful that I don't have nobody um, that I split with and my child has been raised by anybody else. But I can imagine, you know, what that could do to a man's ego. Just considering, you know, how sensitive we are about our egos. I was speaking about my personal experience and, you know, not having children. You know, I've wanted to be a father since I was 19 years old. Um, the problem with that is, you know, the persons, the people that I, because it's been multiple, the people that I thought that I was supposed to bring children into the world with weren't people that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And so I'm grateful that I don't have children, but I could have easily be the person who may have one or two baby mamas that I'm just not cool with. And it could be a toxic environment for a kid because while I was engaging in those activities that bring children into this world, I wasn't actually committed to these people in these relationships long term. And so I was contributing to um, this toxic environment, this unhealthy environment of I'm just going to do whatever I do without with reckless abandonment and whatever comes may comes. But I'm going to be quite frank with you. I would not have been ready in either of those situations, um, whether I was 19 or whether I was in my 20s or whether it was today. Like I, the people that I thought that I was ready to bring children in this world with were not people that I was ready to bring in this world. And so with that shift and it, and it took me maturing that's honestly that's what it came with it it, it came with me realizing it, that question that my therapist asked it came with me realizing that i can't be moving around reckless anymore i can have fun i can enjoy what i want to enjoy but i had to at one point realize that this fun ends and i've seen many people in those situations where they were just having fun and they have no slip-ups and things like that and then that fun ends and now here you are stuck with a person who, you know, is bringing a child to this world that you don't actually want to be with. And so going back into this, these situations with these with these women, I know um, 
they're dealing with those type of men, the, the type of men who felt like they had the world at their feet because they were bringing a lot of pain into these women and thought the, the women were going to keep enduring this pain as long as they can. And then once the woman removed themselves from the situations, they realized that, oh, shoot, well, now I got to shake some ish up. And so now I'm going to create uh, the most toxic environment for you, the most unstable environment for you so that you cannot move on, so that you cannot find a, a happiness by yourself or happiness with someone else. Because the minute you do that, then my ego is, is bruised. And it's unfortunate, but we see it happen a lot. I um, pulled up this uh, this stat. It, granted, it's from three years ago. It's from uh, 2020, but it was from, um, damn, I forget where I got it. I have to look at the source. But, oh, it's the U.S. Census Bureau. So the U.S. Census Bureau has provided uh, statistics on black households. Um, it says living arra- arrangements of children under 18 by race. For black people, 38% of children under the age of 18 live in a house with two parents married. And that surprised me that that rate was that high. Um, Again, for black people, 3% live at a house where two parents are not married. Same for black people, 46%. So nearly half of children under the age of 18 years old who are black live in a house where it's only the mother. Now, granted, you have to take into account that mass incarceration happened, um, especially for people my age, people younger than me, people a little bit older than me as well. So where our fathers have been taken away um, and given these these crazy extensive uh, uh, amount of, of years for for our serve amount of, cr- served a crazy amount of, of years in prison um, for crimes that did not deserve those amount of years. So you have to take that into account that that also inflates this number. But also you have to take into account that there are some people that factors into this percentage of this 46% that just weren't ready to have children. Again, with black people, you have um, 5% of the survey who live in a house with only their father. And then lastly, you have 8% who live in a house with no parents at all. So think about that. Of this pool of people who are surveyed, children under the age of 18 years old, nearly half of them are living in a house with only their mother. Again, you have to factor in mass incarceration. That's spiking that percentage as well. But you also have to understand the maturity factor. The fact that there are nearly half of this pool living with only mother, and then you have only 4% living with only father that disparity is and that gap is wide and large and so when i go back into this this discussion about maturity i think that shows with that discussion of of what these households look like we as a people we have to be better about how we vet the people we're dating also betting the people we've having children with on both sides men and women there's this term called people showing a representative, meaning, you know, uh, essentially putting on the front. Like when you're dating somebody, they're putting on the front, not actually showing their true colors until, you know, a year in, uh, whatever the case it may be. We had to be better in getting through that representative and getting to the person that we actually want to speak to. 
because when we're dealing with representatives and we're love bombed and we're dealing with so many other things and then we decide to procreate and bring children to this world, you tend to find out a people with true colors once that child comes. So let's be better about the environments that we're creating. Let's be better about vetting the people we are starting families with because we don't want this number to be that damn high to where nearly 50% of the pool. Granted, 37 of them are living in a house um, to where parents are married. And that surprised me that, that that's high. So shout out to y'all who are contributing to that. But also, it's, it's very telling that with that number being that high, 50% of this bucket living in a house with only their mother. We have to do better, fellas. We have to do better, women. Let's be more mindful about our actions. Let's be more intensive in the people that we're dealing with. Let's be more mindful about the situations we are in that we are bringing children to this world with. I personally am one. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a product of, of a broken home. Uh, like I said, my parents had, had me very young. Um, some people may not think 20 is young. Well, for me, just consider where I was at when I was 20. 20 is very young to me. Um, you know, they stayed together for some years and then, you know, they broke up. Um, I don't know if it wasn't that, you know, one side was ready. The other side wasn't ready. But. That's not a fun thing. It's not a fun thing to be dealing with your parents individually. You know, um, I've had I've had I've had memories of dealing with my, my, my parents as a unit and I have memories of dealing with my parents individually. And that is not fun. And I don't think that anybody would tell you that's not fun. But and not speaking about just my situation uh, specifically, but I'm speaking about and generally a lot of times what happens in these situations is you don't have two people that's ready to start a family. And so we have to be very mindful of that. That's all I got for y'all this week. Before we do get out of here, my what to watch for this week. Um, I don't have a what to watch for this week. I don't. I, I had something on top of my mind and then I forgot it. I saw a lot of stuff this this summer. And so I can't think of what to tell y'all to watch. I got to give y'all something. To, oh, um, Rap Shit is back um, on HBO Max. Um, so my what to watch this week is rap shit on HBO Max. Once again, my what to watch for this week is rap shit on HBO Max. That's the Big One Piece podcast for this week. I'm out.